Good evening, y'all. It's Wednesday, midweek. We made it this far. These are some of the headlines on BizarreBiz.com. Apple reveals concept AirPods that vibrate music through your skull. Trump may ban social media TikTok. Fox Sports virtual baseball fans are just plain bizarre. Zombie movie-like homeless encampment emerges under FDR Drive in New York City. Some hand sanitizer choices are weird smelling, new safety warnings. New Deer Chronic Wasting Disease Response Plan approved by Pennsylvania. All these headlines and a lot more at BizarreBest.com. Dude, it's Bizarre Best Headlines, 100% unfiltered. Apple is working on a new device that would use the bones in your head to vibrate music through your skull. This is according to a patent filed by the tech giant showing designs for a headset that relies on bone conduction technology. Some hearing aids for people with outer or middle ear damage rely on bone conduction. The tech enables a device to send vibrations through your jaw and head and straight to your inner ear where they are interpreted as sound. This is useful in situations where normal headphones just can't cut it. If you can stop relying... It can stop you relying on earpieces and instead allow a device to transmit vibrations through your skull and ear where they can then be interpreted by the brain as sound. You've seen deaf people with those implants. I wonder if it's like similar to that technology. Very interesting. The patent was picked up by Apple Insider. Benefits of this tech include not having to wear earbuds but still hearing your chosen audio. That means you are also free to listen to the environment around you at the same time. Dude! It's useful for people with damaged ears, noisy environments, or situations where air-based sound transmission won't work, such as underwater. Apple explained bone conduction is the patent by stating bone conduction headphones will allow a user to hear sounds through vibration of the bone of the bone in the user's cranium. Bone conduction headphones are different from air conduction headphones, which convert sound signals to air vibrations that are then detected by the human ear. With bone conduction, sound signals are transmitted directly to the user's body via direct contact with the user. Different types of bone conduction headphones can operate by contacting different portions of the user's head and transmitting sound through different portions of the user's cranium. For example, a set of bone conduction headphones may be designed to vibrate the temporal bones on the sides of the user's face, either in front or behind the user's ear. Other bone conduction headphones may be designed to transmit sound through other parts of the cranium, such as the sphenoid bone, the jawbone, or the nasal bone. There are some issues with bone conduction though, including the limited frequencies it can be used in and it can make a device uncomfortable to wear. The tech requires contact with the user's head and can result in, annoying, in an annoying tickling sensation. That's why Apple's patent proposes a device which both bone conduction and standard air conduction methods uh, be used that we already know. It looks like it's aiming to get the best of both worlds. The patent was originally filed May of 2018. Like with all patents, we don't know for sure whether Apple's gonna physically create or bring this device to market until we get the official word from the company. 
If the headset does come into fruition, it won't be the first to be using this tech as there are other headphones that already rely on bone conduction. Super interesting. Uh, and there's like some graphs on here that are part of the patent so you can see how it might work. I'm gonna link it at bizarrebest.com. We have some TikTok shock news, although I've done a video in the past on it. Um, Trump warns he may actually ban Chinese made social media phenomenon, TikTok. Uh, he said he might ban the social media Wednesday as he was departing the White House. Dude, that's not something you can just say and walk away from. There's people that, millions of people use the, millions use that app. I, myself, it's like my favorite app. I have the biggest following there. Almost, we're up to a million now. 99.2, y'all. Woot. Anyway, Trump told reporters that they are looking at TikTok and are thinking about making a decision. I would miss speaking to everyone on there that I that I converse with. Uh, dude, I met some killer people on that app. We're, I, I mean, friends, like legit friends. He also said he'd be watching Wednesday's congressional hearing with the tech CEOs very closely. Talks of banning the app came about earlier this month when Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the United States is certainly looking at banning Chinese social media apps, including TikTok, but offered no further details. Um, and I think when they're talking about this upcoming Wednesday congressional hearing, it's the big four, Google, Apple, Amazon, etc. I don't know who the fourth is. I can't, can't remember. With respect to Chinese apps on people's cell phones, I can assure you the United States will get this one right, Pompeo said during an interview on Fox News when he was asked about the possible ban. Pompeo explained that Americans should only use the app if they want their private information in the hands of Chinese Communist Party. Well, I can tell you that it's only recently that I started saying the word Chinese on there. Uh, before it's been foreign country, because I know they listen, dude. Other Republicans have criticized the social media app, and Senator John, jo I'm sorry, Josh Hockley, a Missouri Republican, sponsored the No TikTok on Government Devices Act, which passed unanimously by the U.S. Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs, according to the Daily Mail. The news comes days after Joe Biden's campaign was told not to use the viral app, according to a report. Don Remus, Biden's general counsel, told the staffers in an email that they should refrain from downloading and using TikTok on work and personal devices, according to Bloomberg News. So, dude, are you kidding me? I mean, it's my phone. I should have the choice of whether I use it. I paid for my phone. I should be able to put whatever I want on there. The thing is, all Apple has to do, and Google, where you get your apps, is shut the app off and then your phone will force you for an update and then it won't work period that's happened with many other apps that i've had on my phone and it sucks because then you got to go to the actual website um to either upload or do whatever you're doing and it's just not the same as the app TikTok was made for apps on your phone made for to be an app on your phone their website just doesn't do the job. Anyway, um, if that does happen, just know that you can catch us on Twitter, at BizarreBiz, YouTube, 
slash, you know, at Bizarre Bus. Everything's at Bizarre Bus. Instagram, Facebook, we have a page and a, a private group. The groups kick ass. Um, we're on every freaking social media you can think of. So, um, be sure to check us out on all of those if you want to, you know, I mean, if we're shut down, that's, that's it. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, so, but until they do, I'm still uploading to TikTok, y'all. Anyway, I'm going to link this at BizarreBest.com. Zombie movie homeless encampment has shown up under the FDR Drive in Lower Manhattan, and it has emerged as the latest gathering spot for New York's homeless people, and it's turned the area into what one longtime resident has called a scene right out of a zombie movie. I want to let you know that I didn't make up zombie movie uh, for this story. That's what this person is saying. I'm just reading the story, y'all. Um, I understand that there are a lot of people that are homeless right now, not due to their own fault. They might have been doing okay, and then freaking the pestilence hits. People lose their jobs. They can't pay rent. They're kicked out of their houses, and now they're homeless. I mean, it, it's happening. Millions of people are homeless now. The series of encampments stretch south from Catherine Slip to Pier 11 and feature makeshift shelters outfitted with cast-off furniture and mattresses. There are even barbecues over which several residents were cooking breakfast Monday morning. They go away in the day, most of them over to the small park across the way, said museum security guard Jesse, 56, who lives in the Smith House's development. They build little houses. They were just building things with the orange barricades. It's nuts. Alberta said the situation was worse after dark when he said some of the vagrants sneak into his building and shit in the stairwells. At night, it's like a scene out of a zombie movie. It gets real intimidating. I won't come out here at night. City officials appear to be aware of the encampments as a Department of Sanitation super supervisor came by Monday morning and snapped some photos with a cell phone, but declined to answer any questions. The discovery of the shantytown came less than a week after the NYPD finally raided and broke up the month-long Occupy City Hall encampment and amid a failed effort to dislodge a group of vagrants from under scaffolding in the East Village. A construction worker from Staten Island who's helping build the new Fulton Fish Market said the encampments under the FDR drive materialized sometimes, sometime after his nearby job site shut down due to the pestilence. I was shocked the first time I saw it. They were here when we started up a few weeks ago. We get here just before five every morning and there's a crowd leaving, carrying everything they own. One resident of the encampment, uh, Baldemar Santos, 59, originally from Monterey, Mexico, said he and several friends began living there after COVID came and we lost our jobs. We worked in Chinese restaurants in the kitchen. We have to survive. It's hard times. Sometimes we have to go into buildings for the water or we go into the store to steal food. Santos said the encampment was preferable to the city's shelter system, saying he would spend two to three hours waiting and then the lady say, sorry, no more beds. Santos said the shelters were also dangerous and out of control with drug dealers and users living there amid security workers who just don't care. He also complained that the encampment had attracted people who are not like real homeless. They are drinking and music all night in there. They cause trouble for my friends. 
probably the dudes they kicked out of City Hall. Mayor Bill de Blasio claimed, I'm just guessing, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep reading. Mayor Bill de Blasio claimed during his daily news conference Monday that his administration had set up a system to very systematically make sure encampments were identified, they were addressed, including offering all the people involved an opportunity to come into shelter and get the services and support they need. They're not going to want to do that if it's drug and fueled, drug fueled. We've had a lot of dislocation in recent months, but we're going to make sure this is put together clearly and strongly. It is a citywide strategy. Well, I hope this dude's right. I hope they do right by these people. Um, not all of them are there. Um, they, they, they're there because they can't help it. Uh, I know that a lot of people who are homeless have mental issues as well, and they just don't want to be in homes. They find it more comfortable to live on the street. They have their hands full there. Um, those people need some serious prayers, y'all. But I'm going to link it at BizarreBest.com. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we wanted to show you the support page at BizarreBest.com where you can just go to bizarrebest.com and click on support us. You can choose t-shirts, uh, anything you've seen in the videos. We try to list. There's five uh, different ways that you can try to support us. You can use Cash App, Zelle, PayPal, Bitcoin. Um, you can just send a straight uh, Zelle request if you want, Venmo. You can uh, choose to uh, purchase a mask any of the t-shirts we got alien lives matter earth life matters black hole eats matters black holes eat matter um <laughs> we've got a lot of different things you can do to support us we would certainly appreciate it if you feel that we deserve that thank you so much if you've been able to buy a bottle of hand sanitizer in the past two months it's likely the smell has changed and not for the better all the rose, lavender, and citrus scents aren't enough to cover up a strong chemical odor or notes of rotten corn, common with new disinfectant products produced quickly under pandemic health needs. If that's not enough, the Food and Drug Administration warned consumers on Monday about a dozen brands that contain methanol, a toxic chemical that can pose a serious danger when absorbed through the skin or ingested. Methanol is often used to make fuel or antifreeze. The FDA routinely tests hand sanitizers for methanol and has issued warnings since June about specific brands that are contaminated, plus other brands produced in some the same facilities. Some, sanitizer had, some sanitizers had up to 81% methanol. There's a link on this page so you can check those brands at the FDA site to see if you have them. For approved sanitizers, the main ingredient is alcohol, specifically ethanol not methanol. It is the same stuff found in a liquor store, but of course hand sanitizer is not drinkable in concentrations over 60%. Ethanol kills most bacteria and vi viruses. As supplies dwindled, when the virus hit, manufacturers ranging from local distilleries to large-scale operations stepped up to meet this new demand. Bizarre nurse went to the store and picked up a bottle of um, what a distillery made and it smelled just like 
the worst freaking alcohol cheap you've ever had, cheap bottle you've ever had in your life. Like Mad Dog 2020 without the grape in it. <laughs> it was terrible. Anyway, I made her some with aloe gel that I had and I tried to cover it up with peach scent because that's how I make mine. I make mine with aloe gel and um, alcohol, like not the kind you can drink. Um, and it's, it's great. I love it. I'll probably never go back to regular sanitizer because the aloe keeps your hands moist. It doesn't dry them out. Anyway, I could hardly cover that scent, y'all. I had to order extra peach scent. I used so much. It stunk. It stunk my whole house up. Anyway, the underground at Las Vegas Mob Museum has been making hand sanitizer for a few months from liquor in-house-based on an FDA recipe for small-scale operations like distilleries. That like distilleries. According to the museum educator, uh, Jim Zlomke, the difference in smell is the lack of extra ingredients. The Purell and Germex of the past had extra ingredients to mask the strong smell of alcohol, but the active ingredients the same. Purell would add perfumes, they would add polymers and things to cause it to gel. The FDA recipe doesn't include any of that. Our primary goal isn't to meet the needs of Making it smell pretty and smell good, it's to meet the emergency health needs during the pandemic. And a lot of distilleries have done that. Dude, it stinks to high hell. High hell. <laughs> Despite the strong alcohol scent, you mean the worst cheap whiskey you've ever bought. The Mob Museum sanitizer smells strongly of moonshine. It's safe to use on the skin. Great. I'm going to get a <laughs> pulled over for a speeding ticket and get tested for a DUI. Just what I want. <laughs> Making a basic hand sanitizer isn't a big shift for moonshine production, he said. The museum makes its alcohol in a process called distillation, in which a liquid with a low percentage of alcohol is evaporated or turned into a gas and then converted back into a liquid, separating water and other contaminants from the ethanol. This process is repeated multiple times and each round results in a, in a moonshine with a higher percentage of alcohol. They aim for a percentage of ethanol higher than 80%, which requires more rounds of distillation than for drinkable moonshine. That's concerning. <laughs> Added ingredients make the hand sanitizer dangerous to consume, though the base alcohol is the same. First, they add a mixture of chemicals called naturants, denaturants, which make the solution bitter tasting and induce vomiting if, if ingested. All right. Don't try this at home. Second, they add hydrogen peroxide, which will kill any lingering microbes in the solution. They finally add a small amount of a chemical called glycerol, which is moisturizing for the skin. The purity of the alcohol makes a big difference in the smell. Pure alcohol has a pungent burning scent, but some hand sanitizers smell like rotten vegetables or tequila. That's barnyardy stitch, as Lomke called it. It's due to less pure alcohol. That must be what I am uh, explaining. Dude, it smelled like some kind of, I can't eat, like the worst, cheapest bottle of liquor you've ever bought. And I've bought a few. Dude. The moonshine base is made from fermenting cornmeal, and that's exactly what it smells like in a robust distillation process. Like the mob museums, most of that stench goes away. If your hand sanitizer smells like rotten corn, that's because it was actually made from corn and probably wasn't distilled enough. 
A purer alcohol will make for top shelf moonshine and a less stinky hand sanitizer. Dude, just get you some rubbing alcohol, 70% or up, and some freaking aloe gel. Doesn't matter if it's green or clear. Add it together, like, you know, one third alcohol to two thirds gel. Get it to the right mixture. Add some peach scent in that shit, and you will thought you have died and gone to heaven with a lovely peach cobbler scent. UNLV biochemistry professor Ernesto Abel Santos compared the process to drinkable liquor. Mezcal and top shelf tequila are both made from agave, but the smell and flavor can be vastly different. Mezcal tastes very raw. A good tequila doesn't even smell. You will basically only smell the alcohol. Damn right about that. Using poured distilled alcohol will leave remnants from the fermented base, whether that's corn or sugar or another plant. Sloppy distilling can also leave behind toxic chemicals like methanol. Though unrelated to the foul smell, methanol has just one less carbon than ethanol, but it becomes toxic. When it's metabolized by the liver, it becomes formaldehyde. Dude, no wonder people that drink moonshine can die or go blind. The greatest danger of methanol-based hand sanitizer comes from ingesting it. Consuming hand sanitizer with ethanol would make you sick, but ingesting methanol can actually make you blind or kill you. Dude. Sanitizer made in distilleries like the Mob Museums does not pose a great risk of methanol contamination because most methanol is separated out early in the distillation process. There may be some traces of methanol in its sanitizer, but the amount is well below FDA guidelines, said a representative from the museum. If you are interested in making your own, I have the recipe under the lowdown on bizarrebus.com, and I'm going to link this article as well so you can check and see if you have any of this awful, dangerous sanitizer as well. A new chronic wasting disease response plan approved by Pennsylvania Board of Game Commissioners. Chronic uh, wasting disease for deer is like calling them zombie deers. It's a thing. The Pennsylvania Board of Game Commissioners on Saturday approved a new chronic wasting disease response plan for the Game Commission. The new plan, which Commission President Charles Fox said will require the help of all Pennsylvanians, and especially our deer hunters, follows several previous attempts at slowing the spread of CWD that have met with a mix of acceptance and resistance from hunters and landowners. The new plan went through two rounds of public comment and revision since being unveiled last September. The first period was September 29 through February 2020. It drew 447 public comments. The second, April through May of 2020, drew 438. As a result of that public comment, parts of the initial plan were scaled back. Targeted removal of deer by professional sharpshooters will be used in much smaller areas than originally planned. Bans on feeding deer and using urine-based deer attractants will cover on disease management units rather than the entire state as originally planned. CWD is an always fatal neurological disease caused by misfolded proteins called prions that affect white-tailed deer, elk, and other members of the cervid family or curvid family. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not a scientist, so 
it's pretty obvious. CWD was first detected in Pennsylvania on an Adams County deer farm in 2012. It was found in free-ranging deer just a few months later and has since spread into larger areas of the state. Um, it's very painful as well for these deer, so putting them down is um, doing them justice. Also, you shouldn't eat the meat of an infected deer. They say it can't be transferred to humans, but like, you know, who wants to try that, right? It's 2020, y'all. Anything can happen. A total of 473 free roaming deer have tested positive for CWD out of the more than 95,000 deer tested in PA since 2012. The initial discovery of CWD in the state led to the creation of Pennsylvania's first deer management area, DMA-1, which has since been eliminated. Subsequent discoveries led to the creation of three more DMAs following the detection of the disease of multiple free-ranging deer in Bedford, Blair, Cambria, and Fulton counties in 2012, and captive farm deer in Bedford, Franklin, and Fulton counties in 2017, and other counties in 2018. The new plan prescribes response to CWD in geographic increments, including the existing DMAs and any new DMAs that might be established. With DMAs, the goal will be to prevent human-caused introductions of CWD into free-ranging populations outside the boundaries uh, that they have set. And enhanced surveillance units, individual areas, uh, may be created when there is a new CWD detection in a free-ranging or captive herd that is at the leading edge of disease expansion or at least five miles from any other past detection. The commission's goal will be to limit the instance, the incident of CWD to no more than 1% of the deer sampled. Increased deer hunting opportunities will be used. In containment zones, uh, smaller areas created uh, within those sections that are designated to facilitate focus management strategies and increased deer hunting will as well as targeted removals with landowner permission will be deployed. Sounds like they're not playing around. Um, according to the response plan, an EACWD is considered to be established within the deer population and coupled with environmental contamination poses a long-term threat to neighboring areas. As of July 2020, there is only one EA in Pennsylvania, which is centered in Blair, Bedford, and Fulton County. If the plan is going to have any effect on CWD, it's going to have to have landowner and hunter cooperation, noted Chris, supervisor of the commissioner's deer and elk section. CWD will require a stronger working relationship between the game commission and hunters and landowners than any other deer-related issues previously or likely will in the future. So it sounds like they're pretty serious about the situation, and it sounds like it has spread and will continue to spread without some type of intervention. Um, it's pretty sad that they go through this. They, You can look it up. I'm gonna link this on bizarrebus.com, but you can look up like pictures of what happens to these deers or videos. 
it's almost like mad cow disease, but it also affects like their coats, everything. Like it's messed up, dude. Trust me. You can check it out though. Um, anyway, thank you for tuning in tonight. I really appreciate it. And I love all the comments and, um, Hey man, stay bizarre. I'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah. Make sure you take a deep breath. Think positive. Just saying. Dude. Penguins given free reign to roam around the aquarium since there's no visitors allowed. That's awesome. Dude, look. He's looking around. He's loving it. I got a new section under the on the headlines page at the bottom called Bad Seeds. Matt Geats of Florida, 1st Congressional District, mocked the whole process by wearing a gas mask when reviewing the funding. You're a super freaking winner, dude. An Alaska airman has been punished for peeing in the office coffee maker. Dude, why? Like, how did, why? Did you take it in the bathroom with you? Did you stand in the kitchen and whip it out? Clearly this airman is